Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in, uh, Tuesday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I hope all, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, outkick the show. I just did the Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I am back from Las Vegas. I had an amazing time out there. Las Vegas is a phenomenal city to have the Super Bowl, and I think it should be in the rotation to be there every four or five years. Um, I'll talk about why I think Las Vegas is a fabulous Super Bowl city. I'll react to the game itself. I was there watching in person. Uh, amazing Allegiant Stadium. Very nice uh, location uh, for a big game. First time I had been there uh, in the Raiders Stadium. Uh, we will talk about the special counsel report from Joe Biden. Uh, Robert Hur analyzing Joe Biden, why it was so significant. Um, and why I think it will torpedo the Joe Biden uh, uh, attempt to be president in 2024. Um, Was it the right decision, wrong decision, biggest winners, losers from the Super Bowl? Uh, ESPN has reportedly agreed to a six-year, $7.8 billion college football playoff package. Uh, All of that analyzing, discussing, Uh, and the fact that parents out there are not getting the COVID shots for their kids. All of that, biggest Super Bowl audience of all time. Why was the Super Bowl audience so substantial? We will discuss all of that here on the Tuesday edition of the show. A little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I'll be here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I am going down to South Florida, not South Florida, down to Florida, down to the Florida Gulf Coast, where we have a place, because it is something called the midwinter break. Kids keep getting more and more breaks, um, and uh, and so uh, we will be there. I'll also talk to you about a new trend relating to snow, that is snowfall, that I am very anti, uh, but we'll have shows Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, outkick the shows here. Uh, then on Tuesday of next week, I'll be back. I think Monday is President's Day. I'm not flying back. And then I'll be back with you uh, next week, and hopefully I'll be home uh, for a little while, substantial period of time. But I was out in Las Vegas uh, from Wednesday until late last night. Had an incredible time. Uh, Went to the Super Bowl game itself. I have not watched the game on television So this is me reacting to everything that I saw take place inside the stadium. Uh, And the biggest story to me certainly is Patrick Mahomes has equaled the early career trajectory of Tom Brady, and he may have even surpassed it. Now 3-1 and in Super Bowls, uh, poised at the age of 28, to give Brady seven career Super Bowls a run for their money. The only quarterbacks out there, I believe I am correct, starting quarterbacks out there, 
to have won three or more Super Bowls. I believe I am correct in this. Uh, the, you can text me uh, backstage there if I am wrong on this. Brady won seven. Montana won four. Uh, Troy Aikman won three. Patrick Mahomes has won three. And I think, am I correct, Terry Bradshaw won three. I think there are only five quarterbacks, and there may only be four. Bradshaw may not have won three. I know that Brady won seven. I believe that Montana won three. I know Aikman won three, and we know Mahomes won three. I think Terry Bradshaw also won three. I think that's it for starting quarterbacks. Uh, John Elway won two. Uh, Peyton Manning won two. Ben Roethlisberger won two. Even winning multiple Super Bowls is very difficult and puts you into elite category. But to win three is almost unheard of historically in a Super Bowl uh, era. And to take the next step and win four puts you in rarefied air. I think would be very much of a surprise if Patrick Mahomes doesn't get to at least four. And given how good this Chiefs defense is right now, uh, to me, that would be the uh, the position that they would potentially uh, find themselves in. It's rarefied air. And if you look at the actual passing numbers, now granted, it's a lot different of a football era today than it was 20 years ago when Brady started his career. People throw the football a lot more. Passing yards in general are much higher. Quarterbacks are more protected in the pocket. Uh, to be fair to guys like Troy Aikman, for instance, if you couldn't have had the nasty, devastating hits that Aikman took, how many more years could he have played? Certainly on the back end of his career, uh, Tom Brady benefited in a big way uh, by the protection that you could have from taking all these big hits. But remember, Brady had a long period in the middle part of his career where he didn't have the same Super Bowl-level success. And then at the end of his career, he cycled back up. He lost twice to Eli Manning as big favorites. Eli Manning obviously also won two Super Bowls. Lost out on the perfect 19-0 season thanks to the David Tyree catch. Lost out thanks to some dropped passes uh, for another Super Bowl that Eli Manning was able to win. Uh, so that factors in, I think, pretty substantially uh, into the Tom Brady era. What Brady lost three Super Bowls, right? Uh, lost two to Eli Manning and lost one to Nick Foles and went seven and three overall. Patrick Mahomes now sitting at three and one overall, uh, and we'll see where exactly he goes from there. Now, uh, to me, the biggest story of the game itself was this felt eerily similar to four years ago when the San Francisco 49ers dominated for much of the game until uh, the Mahomes made a late surge. The punt that went off of one player for the 49ers and then led to a fumble uh, and led to uh, the first lead. I mean, that was such a huge play, right? If everybody just runs away from the football, it's 10-6, 49ers are taking back possession of the ball around the 10 or 15-yard line late in the third quarter, uh, and probably the overall trend of the game continues at least somewhat. Instead, ball bounces off of the uh, off of the 49ers. Uh, the Chiefs recover, next play, touchdown pass, and the trajectory of the game is completely altered. Um, to me, one and then obviously the missed extra point, the blocked extra point looms so large in terms of the outcome of this game 
would have been a four-point lead, ends up a three-point lead. We go into overtime tied at 19. I think Kyle Shanahan made an error in overtime. I was sitting in real time watching the game, uh, and we had the discussion uh, with the guy I was sitting with. Uh, My wife was there. His wife was there. That obviously in college, you always want to go on defense first. And they changed the rules of overtime to guarantee that each team gets at least one possession. And Kyle Shanahan, after the game, as he's continued to talk about this, said, we defer, we took the ball because we wanted to get possession uh, third, right? In other words, score, score, then you get the possession next with an opportunity to win. I think that's completely the wrong decision I think most, to the extent it's going to happen very often, I don't know. That's only the second overtime ever. Kyle Shanahan has lost now both Super Bowl overtimes as well as the one four years ago when he was the leader. He was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons in the other game uh, where the Falcons gave up a 28-3 lead. He's now had Kyle Shanahan a double-digit favor, uh, lead in each of the Super Bowls that he's been a part of losing. But... To me, you have to go on defense first if you win the coin toss. The reason why I think you have to go on defense first is, one, you know what you need to score. So the other team gets the ball. If you stop them, then you get the ball with a chance to win. If they get a touchdown, you know what you have to do. If they kick a field goal, you know what you have to do. The second possession, and you saw this happen, the Chiefs made the decision to go for it on fourth down. You know that every single series that you have on that drive, you have four downs. The Chiefs went for it on fourth down, I think, from their own 34. I don't think they would have done that if they had been in a position uh, where uh, they were going first. I think they probably would have punted in that situation. Maybe they would have gone for it. Would have been a lot riskier call at that point in time, right? When you know that if you don't get it, the 49ers are basically going to win the game because they would already be in field goal range by virtue of stopping you. So uh, I think they made the wrong decision. And I tweeted that in real time. I said, I think you have to go second. You go second, you get four downs on every possession, and you know what you need. Now, they argued, well, we wanted to get possession on the third series, but I don't think you would ever allow that to happen. Because just play this out in your head. Let's pretend the 49ers, instead of kicking a field goal, they go down and they get a touchdown. Well, when you get the ball back, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you know that you have to get a touchdown in order for the game to continue. But if you get a touchdown, you kick the extra point. First of all, you have to make the extra point, which we saw earlier the 49ers didn't do. But... If you make the extra point, then you know that the 49ers get the ball back for the third possession, and all they need to do is get a field goal, and they win. Any score ends the game, and you don't get an opportunity to uh, to respond. Then you go for two. Like That is basic an analysis of game theory. If you score a touchdown, and you are down one, you have a better analytics perspective to go for two, I think, in that scenario than attempt a field goal, uh, sorry, attempt an extra point and hope you're going to get the stop coming back the other direction. 
Does that make sense? I, I, I think this is, uh, this is important. In other words, the third possession probably is not ever going to happen. And in order for a third possession to even occur, it would require either both teams punt, both teams get a field goal, or both teams score touchdowns. Third possession decision-making seems poor there. I think Kyle Shanahan should have started off on defense. Then you know what you're going to have to need on offense, which is why virtually every college football game in overtime, the team that wins the toss defers for that exact reason. Now, I tweeted out that I had an amazing time at the, uh, at the Super Bowl. And I give a great deal of credit to Las Vegas for how they managed to uh, handle the Super Bowl. Uh, and a lot of you out there watched the Super Bowl. In fact, more people watched the Super Bowl, 120 million plus, than have ever watched any television show on any single network in American history. Pretty big deal. They say more people watched the moon landing in 1969. Why did so many people watch the Super Bowl on this uh, this Sunday? Why did they set an all-time record? Well, I've got a strong theory here. First of all, um, overtime, right? The game was close. It went to overtime. It involved the Kansas City Chiefs. All of those factors, uh, in my opinion, are paramount. So overtime... Chiefs and Mahomes, 49ers are a good team too, uh, but an overtime game is going to rate high. Usually, by the way, the highest rated game time occurs during the halftime show. A lot of people turn it off, believe it or not, after the halftime show. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. And let me also explain ratings for a minute here because I think this is important. The average rating for a Super Bowl is based on six-minute viewership over the entire length of the viewing window. From the moment the game kicked off at whatever it was, uh, you know, 5.30, uh, what was it? 5.30, uh, 6.30 Eastern, 6.30 on the East Coast, 3.30 out on the West Coast in Vegas. From the moment they kicked off all the way through the end of the game, 
the total 120 million viewers is the average number of people watching in six-minute increments. So it's not the total viewership. Total viewership, that is the total number of viewers who watched at least six minutes, is over 200 million. So there's, what, 330 or 340 million Americans? Over 200 million. It's like two-thirds of every human in America, basically, we are saying watch the Super Bowl. So overtime helps. And that's very different, by the way, than the number of people who watch videos on the internet where they can't count total views. So more people didn't watch Tucker Carlson interview Vladimir Putin than the Super Bowl. If you averaged per minute viewership for six minutes for the entire Tucker Carlson interview, it, I don't know, it'd probably be like two or three million. That would be my guess. That would be a really good number. Maybe it's five million, uh, but a pinprick of the number of people that watch the Super Bowl. Because people just don't understand that you're comparing apples and oranges when you compare total number of video views on the internet uh, with the total number of people who watch the Super Bowl. We had like five million people watch one of my TikTok videos discussing the Las Vegas Aces $1 million bet. Five million people watched it. Uh, that's different, the TikTok tally, than the number of people that would watch television, okay? Uh, and that's, by the way, standardized for all televisions. And that's probably low, but why is the number so high? Overtime, teams that were playing, uh, the NFL's gone back pretty much to straight football. If you go look, the NFL set an all-time ratings high, and I'm going to pull this up because I want to make sure that I get it right. The NFL set an all-time ratings high um, and then made the decision to allow the Kaepernick era to take over. And so if you go back in time and you look, and I want to make sure that I, uh, th that I pull this up and get the numbers right. If you go back and look at the history of Super Bowl viewership, there has been pretty consistently, uh, obviously, a massive audience. But that audience also uh, can decline. So the biggest viewership was 2015, 114 million people watched the 2015 Super Bowl, February 1st, 2015. Uh, the next year, a little bit of a dip in 2016. And then the dip continued with the post-Kaepernick impact. 111 million people watched in 2017. Then the numbers went down. 103 million in 2018. Uh, 98 million in 2019. 101 million in 2020. 95 million in 2021. 99 million in 2022. All right? The NFL slowly, now obviously COVID worked its way in there as well, and that had an impact, but the NFL dealt with the fallout of Colin Kaepernick in a serious way. And I don't think they came out of the Kaepernick hangover until 2023 when the number basically went back to what it was in 2015, right? 
And then this year, they went up again. Uh, so, overtime, Chiefs, Mahomes is a big-time star. Uh, and the 49ers are a big brand, too. Uh, although it's a rematch of 2020. They got away from politics. I think it was good. I do think there was a Taylor Swift impact. few million, maybe. I don't think that's crazy. few million people watched that would not have otherwise watched because of the Taylor Swift impact. I think that's valid. Um, they're also now getting a benefit of out-of-home viewing that started in 2020 that nobody talks about. So when you go back and look at that 114 million number back in 2015, there might well have been the all-time high set then if they had been able to count out-of-home viewing, which has given all sports a boost over the last three or four years. So that's my analysis as to why so many people ended up watching uh, this game. Uh, You know what? I also want to tell you why I think Vegas was such a good place for the Super Bowl. Uh, To me, the Super Bowl should be broken down. What makes the Super Bowl so good? What makes a good city for the Super Bowl? Uh, I've got four primary areas, and I and I tweeted about this. Vegas is great because everything's close. I think the most important thing about the Super Bowl is proximity of all the events, the game itself, the airport, the hotels, to one central area. If you ever get to go, that's important. Uh, second part is quality of the restaurant hotel scene. Can they handle crowds? Uh, the quality of the stadium venue, ease of entrance and exit. If you can walk from your hotel to the stadium, that's big. And then weather. Uh, to me, Vegas is tops in that camp. Some places that have great weather, Miami, LA, Phoenix, way too spread out, for instance. Indianapolis did a great job with the Super Bowl about a decade ago. Everything was central in Indianapolis. You could walk everywhere, even though it was cold. Minneapolis, too spread out. Um, Nashville, I think, hopefully, will all be centrally located when we get to host it in my hometown in a few years. Uh, But that would be my analysis of what makes a good Super Bowl town. Uh, ESPN. We may uh, have a lot of sports today. Not Maybe I'll push uh, my analysis of the Trump trial issues and Joe Biden's cognition. In fact, we will uh, because the hot mic guys are going to come on here in a few minutes, and I want to make sure that they get uh, the lead uh, and you guys are able to watch it. So let me just close with this. Um, the ESPN reportedly, and I think initially ESPN reported this like a month ago. Now it's circulating back. ESPN is going to pay $7.8 billion in a six-year deal for the playoff, college football playoff, through 2031 and 32. Um, And that's an average, I believe, of $1.3 billion a year. Uh, It's a lot of money. 12-team playoff, obviously, going to cost substantially more. This is a six-year deal that will run us through 2031-32. NCAA is not involved. I think this is important, and and I'm just going to leave this out there. One, ESPN's profit margin is basically gone now because of what they're going to have to spend for the college football playoff 
and because of what they're going to have to spend, assuming they extend the NBA. All of the money is going the profit that ESPN has right now is going to vanish. And I think that's a big deal. Remember, ESPN Plus has begun to decline in the number of subscribers it has because, frankly, there aren't that many people out there who want to subscribe to ESPN Plus. Uh, Maybe there'll be people, we talked about the ESPN, Warner Brothers, and Fox deal. Maybe there'll be people that want the sports bundle. I think that's going to have 55% of all the major sports on it. But I think what you're going to see, and this has been my argument about sports on streaming for some time. I don't know why more people aren't hopping on board this or understanding it. A lot of people are going to cancel. Your average guy out there who's trying to save money really loves football. Might like college basketball. Might like the NBA. Might like soccer. Might like Major League Baseball. But the average guy really likes football. And if you're trying to save money, you can subscribe to a sports service for like four months and get all the football you want and then not pay for the other eight months and then come back for football season. In other words, I think what you're going to see is a lot of churn, seasonal churn. People sign up during football season. When it's not football season, they leave. Football season returns. They come back and they sign up. They didn't do that with cable and satellite because it's relatively complicated to get cable and satellite set up in your house. But if you want to get a streaming service turned on or off, it's actually very easy to do. So I think this is going to be a mess. I think this is going to be a mess for ESPN and anybody else who's trying to do streaming sports because they are destroying the cable and satellite bundle, which is the single greatest, the single greatest media invention of all time with a crappy streaming business, which costs everybody money. I saw somebody the other day make the analogy. It's like you were living in a multi-million dollar mansion and you decided to move into a shack in the backyard instead. You're leaving the mansion to live in the shack instead. Leaving a great business to go to a bad one. Um, and that's, to me, what stands out about that more than anything else. All right, when we come back tomorrow, I am going to flag this, and I promise I will talk about my takeaway from the special counsel report from Robert Hur surrounding Joe Biden and the classified documents. I will talk about the fact that no parents out there, by and large, have gotten updated COVID shots for their kids 5%. of parents are choosing not to get COVID shots for their kids. Do you know how hard it is to get 95% of parents to agree on anything? Only 5% are getting the COVID shots for their kids. Uh, We'll talk about that and more tomorrow. Enjoy Hot Mike. We had a little bit of a delay today getting the camera up and running after I'd been on the road a bit. I'll be back tomorrow, I'll be here Thursday, and then I'm headed down to the beach for a few days, then I'll be back next week. Thanks for hanging. This has been Outkick the Show, DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. Thanks for everybody who said hi in Vegas. Amazing time. See y'all.